uh, awesome feast of the Holy Family. And I was reading a story about a, a, a mom was cooking some pancakes for her two sons, Ryan and John. And Ryan was five and John was three. And uh, they were fighting over who would eat the first pancake. <laughs> and mom was like, well, you know, guys, what would Jesus do? Jesus would wait patiently and give the other pancake, let, let, his, you know, let the brother eat the first pancake. And then Ryan said to John, well, John, you be Jesus. <laughs> and that's like family life, right? That's family. So as we enter this uh, Feast of the Holy Family, you know, we sometimes can glamorize the, the Holy Family's life. We can kind of put, you know, if you will, decorate it and make it something that it's not. And we, we tend to do that. You know, our movies, our po poetry, our plays, our uh, stories, we tend to kind of form them the way we want them to be. And we all do that. Like, we think this is the way it should be, and this is the way we like it. We look at, you know, movies in Hollywood or whatever it be, and they make a movie, and we kind of know, all right, uh, what's going to happen somewhat, right? Most of the time, not always, but... The point is, though, is the Holy Family was not without their problems. And this is important for us because God chose a family to reveal himself to the world. He chose a family. And I'd like to look just briefly at the fam Holy Family and some of the challenges they faced. And I'd like you to keep in mind that life is 10% what happens to us and 90% of how we respond to what happens to us. So if you can kind of keep that in perspective as, as you hear the Holy Family and the situations and circumstances that they faced. Life is, it's just 10% of life's what happens to us. 90% of life is how you and I are gonna choose to respond to what happens in our homes, in our workplace, as we drive, uh, whatever it be. What thoughts we're going to embrace, what thoughts we're not going to embrace. What words we're going to let come out of this powerful little instrument here called my mouth. And what words I'm not going to let come out of my mouth. You know, we, we make choices. Think of how many choices we make all day long. So let's just listen to a few of these challenges that the Holy Family had to experience. First of all, it's easy to understand how easily misunderstood Mary and Joseph must have been in their time and their day and what they were going through. Think about Mary's with child before their wedding. She's with child and the only answer they have is, I'm conceived by the power of the Holy Spirit. Imagine, you know, a young lady coming and say, hey, I'm conceived by the power of the Holy Spirit. You'd be like, yeah, tell me another one, right? Like, we just, that would be a hard thing to swallow, and, and that's their answer. So they're, they're, here they are, right off the bat, they're starting, and, and then, you know, right off the bat, Mary's early on in her pregnancy, and Joseph's wanting to quietly divorce her, because according to the Jewish law and standards, right, um, if he does it outwardly, Mary could be stoned to death. So there was like, I'm sure, she's 15, 16 year old girl, pregnant with the Son of God, and Joseph's wanting now to quietly divorce her. They're, she getting pregnant. Um, she's not yet fully married. So remember, God chose this way of revealing himself. Why? He wants us to identify with him. He wants us to know that they weren't without their challenges and problems. And then Joseph, we know, had a dream. 
to kind of help him to realize, I need you to embrace my plan here, right? And then uh, they probably at times were having thoughts, just probably like all of us, I'm going crazy. What's going on here? You know, all this is going on right off the bat. How am I going to deal with this? You know, a lot of things on our plate. And then when it came for Jesus, it's time to be delivered. Uh, it's time for his birth into the world. Remember, he was born in an animal shelter. He was born in a place for animals. Think about it. If you and I could write this story, if anyone else wrote the story of how God should be born, I guarantee most of us, probably if any, would ever say God would be born in an animal shelter. God would be born where animals are born. And God was born, Jesus was born not in their hometown. They, they went off in Bethlehem. But God had a plan. Keep that in mind. God has a plan for you and I and our families when things don't seem to be going as well as we would like them or plan them to go. They always say, you want to make God laugh? Tell him your plans, right? So they're... You know, Joseph, think of Joseph here. Joseph, Joseph probably, I'm sure he wants to find a good place for his, his dear wife Mary to have her, her baby, the baby Jesus. And what happens? He's frantically looking from door to door to door to door, and there's no room for him. Again, this is the holy family. Holiness is not always things going like you want it. You know, holiness, look at the cross. Holiness in our lives. Holiness in just ordinary day-to-day -day family life. And keep this in mind. Most of the Holy Family's life was not like reality television show where everyone's watching it. Most of the Holy Family's life was hidden. No one else saw it. Just like your lives and my life. Not everyone sees. Most of our lives are hidden. Nobody's looking at what's going on and how I'm making choices and doing this and doing that. But that's what holiness is. Like they always say, you really want to know someone's character... It's what we do when no one's watching, right? It's how we act when no one else is watching. That's who we truly are. And, and obviously that's not always who we truly are because we're deceived ourselves and we make bad choices. But we're beloved as our second reading today said. Do you not know you're children of the living God? Okay, so next thing here. Uh, not much later after that, Jesus is born. They're, they're running into Egypt. Because Herod's chasing or looking for the child, Jesus, to put him to death. And I don't know if you know this, but Herod wasn't exactly a family man. Herod killed three of his own children because he thought they might take his throne. Herod was not a man who really had any respect for life. He just simply was out for power about me, myself, and I. Anything that's going to get in my way, I eliminate it. That's how Herod lived. And so we don't want to let the spirit of Herod rule in our hearts, in our families. Herod was anti-sacrificial, meaning no sacrifice. I'll sacrifice everyone else so that I could live. And that was the spirit of Herod. And we all struggle, if we're honest, all of us struggle at some level with that spirit um, of uh, maximize pleasure, minimize pain, eliminate anything that keeps me from having to make a hard choice. Okay, so then we have Jesus, Mary, Jesus, uh, Mary and Joseph suffering the awful experience of losing Jesus. We just heard that in the gospel. Think about it. You lost God. <laughs> Mary and Joseph lost the Son of God for three days. 
for three days. Imagine if you lost one of your kids for three days. You would be frantic. And they went clear back to Jerusalem. And I like how the deacon said it. You know, why, son, why have you done this to us? I kind of hear, get your butt on the camel. <laughs> we're, going, we're going back home. <laughs> right? We've all kind of experienced that. So like, you know, this is what's going on in the Holy Family. And, uh, and Jesus says, you know, I best be about my father's business. They, be like, what are you talking about? You know, like understanding all of this. It's, like, it's, a, it's, it's a mystery. There's a lot of mystery here. So they're trying to understand. And then we don't hear much about Joseph anymore. So St. Joseph presumably died at, a, at, a, at an age where Jesus, you know, not, wasn't too old. So if you lost a parent, a mom or a dad when you were a kid, the Holy Family understands the, the loss of a, of a loved one. They grieved that loss. We don't hear about that a lot, but Jesus and Mary grieved the loss of St. Joseph. They didn't have Joseph around. And now Mary's a single mother raising the Son of God. Why did God choose this way? I mean, come on. We could have so much of an amazing way of displaying how God would reveal himself. But he chose this way. So it's something, again, to think about in our, on our own lives. We can relate to this. We can relate to the messiness and the challenges that the Holy Family um, faced. And then, if you could only imagine... Jesus' public ministry, when it began, remember he was in public ministry for three years, when he began his public ministry, it, it had to take a toll on Mary. It had to be challenging. Why? Because, you know, Mary, remember Simeon in the temple when they took Jesus to present him in the temple? A Simeon said, a sword of sorrow will pierce your heart, right? And then in Mark chapter 3, listen to this. Mark chapter 3, it says, Jesus returned to Jerusalem, to Nazareth, one day, and his, rel his relatives came to take him by force. They were convinced that he was out of his mind. How many of us could relate? Our family thinks we're out of our mind. Right? Jesus' own family's coming to say, this guy, we gotta, he's crazy. We gotta get him to be quiet. We gotta get him to shut his mouth. I don't know what we gotta do. We gotta just take him. Let's get him out of here. So it's not a very pleasant experience. And then all of the cruel gossip that was going around. Many of us might have experienced, you know, people talking about us or maybe we've talked about others, but, you know, the point is, is they, they said about Jesus in Luke chapter 7, he's a glutton, he's a drunkard, he hangs out with tax collectors and sinners. This is the talk of the town in, in the time of the Lord. You know, and then uh, think of Mary and Jesus, faithful Jewish people. And the own Jewish authorities had a great hostility toward Jesus. And that must have created a lot of division in their hearts and pain that was going on. Um, and then most especially, Mary had to watch her son executed, did nothing wrong. Imagine that. How many of us have gotten into trouble for things we never did? And imagine if your penalty was this. This is the kind of way that God has chosen to display his love and reveal. Because he knows every one of us in here have problems in our families. We have messes, we have challenges, we have situations and circumstances, but that we didn't plan. We didn't plan it that way. Well, guess what? You're in good company. We're in good company. We have the holy family. And so you and I now have to think about, okay, the 10% that happens to us, but 90% of life is 
how we choose to respond. So how are you and I, from this day forward, you know, we're beginning Christmas, a new year, how can we respond in a better way to build family? And I, when I prepare couples for marriage, I say this all the time, but write it on your wall. Go buy a can of paint or something. I don't know. Buy a, uh, get a marker, an erasable marker, something you can write, or a permanent marker, I don't know. Write it on your refrigerator. We're on the same team. A platoon in the army that everyone's individual, they all, most of them will die. If they're not playing as a team, they die. If, if the football players don't play as a team, they lose. The soccer players, the volleyball players, you name it. If your business co-workers don't play together, it's not a good environment. It's not going to be successful. Same thing with the family. We must play as if we're on the, we are on the same team. We're all brothers and sisters. You and I drink and eat of the same body and blood. We're, we're sharing the same blood. We're praying the family prayer of the Our Father. This is our family table. We're on the same team. We all have messiness. We all have challenges. We all have character defects. We all have problems. Some of us have addictions at different de levels and degrees. Bottom line is this. The crazier your family is, guess what? The more opportunity you have to be a saint. So next time your family's crazy, you're like, Father Michael said, praise the Lord. Because now I can work on being a saint. I have to learn to love these crazy people. And they got to learn to love this crazy person. Look in the mirror. You're one of those crazy people. Okay, so I'd like to just look briefly at one of the characters that Joseph exemplified a lot. Joseph put his profession, his comfort, his security, his whole life secondary to the needs of his family. Joseph provided his family with a place of prayer. Joseph recognized unhealthy influences in his life and he eliminated them. He left them. He saw Herod. He saw all of these things that was negative, unhealthy influences for his family life. He was out of there. He didn't try to like, like kind of say, well, let's see if we can do this or do that. Joseph shut the television off when there were programs on that wasn't healthy. Joseph turned on the radio or turned the station, whatever it be, when there wasn't good music on that was destroying the hearts of his children or his family. This is what we need to think about as fathers, as mothers, as, as children. To become a holy family, we gotta respond well to the choices that are provided for us each day. Now, sacrifice. I wanna just talk a moment about sacrifice. Sacrifice is the ability to know what's really important and to happily let go of what's secondary, what's not primary, to let go of what's not that important. Sacrifice clarifies what's really important to us. What's most important to you and I? Family, family. Think about this. I, 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 I heard a speaker talking about the theology of the body, which is a work of John Paul II, and he said this. As our sexuality goes, meaning as our understanding of what it means to be male and female goes, so will go marriage. As marriage goes, so will go the family. As family goes, so will go our world. So if our world isn't virtuous and civil, it's because there's problems in the family. If there's problems in the family, it's because there's problems in marriage. And if there's problems in marriage, it's because we don't understand what it means to be male and female what it means to express love as a man and express love as a woman. So the heart of our world's challenges 
is not just the family, not just marriage, but ultimately at the root and heart of what it means to express love through our bodies as male and female, to love as God designed us to love. And ultimately that will always involve a sacrifice. This is my body given up for you. Meaning I'm not gonna do everything I wanna do. I'm gonna choose to do what's gonna build up my family. What's gonna be, often at times, could be sacrificial. Sacrifice clarifies what is most important to each of us, okay? And then, ultimately, sacrifice is what kept the holy family together, okay? So you all think of, we all think of sacrifice. Sacrifice is keeping my mouth shut when I want to say something I shouldn't. Sacrifice is, you know, not eating as much when there's more food so there's someone else could eat. Sacrifice is putting the clothes in the hamper rather than on the floor. Sacrifice is putting car, gas in the car for your spouse when you ran it out. Sacrifice can go on and on. Simple things. Try this next time. You go to a restaurant, you know what you really want. Order the next thing you want, the second best. You want iced tea, order water. You want soda, order, have a water instead. You're like, ah. you'll, be, you'll be amazed how hard that is. I try it, I'm like, man, I want that. I want to order that. But then you order the second best. But what are you doing? I said, like, what's the point of that? The point is this. If you want to celebrate a victory in your family, you got to learn how to celebrate a victory over your flesh. We got to win victories over our passions and desires that want to choose always what we want. Sometimes we got to say no to what we want so that we could say yes to something greater. So if you don't show up to practice and you expect to win, forget it. It's not going to work. So we got to practice. We got to practice. So sacrifice kept the holy family together. When we stop sacrificing, here's what happens. Everyone becomes an individual and family starts to dissolve. It all becomes about me, myself, and I. And so like I always say, and I'll close with this, bottom line is this, let's not let the spirit of Herod, self-centeredness, rule in our families. And this is one way that you and I, I believe if we would try really hard to do this the rest of the year, we would amazingly see amazing healings in our family. Eat together. Eat meals together. Without these things. Huh? Eat together. I, you know, just try it. I, I know some of you do, maybe you don't, but we all could probably do better at it, right? But let's try eating together. This is a meal. This is a model for family life. We're sitting together around the table. But when we go home, we don't do that always. Let's come back to the heart. This is why Pope Francis, simple things. Eat meals together. Enjoy each other's company. And so, sometimes we got to turn these things off so that we can actually talk to real people and experience real, real life, real life. So let's ask the Holy Family today, you know, that we can model them, but also ask, let's ask Joseph to pray for us. Let's ask Mary to pray for us. In, in something that you might say, somebody told me Father Roger used to say this, but simple ways is when you pray when something's going wrong, you just say, Jesus, Mary, and Joseph, help me. You're calling on the Holy Family. Jesus, Mary, and Joseph, help me.